Hello and welcome to Coaching with Katrin Mack. I'm Katrin Mack and I'm a mentor and coach helping people find clarity and confidence in business, work and life. And I'm also co-founder of Papadelli Foods in Bristol and Jones and Moda Natural Eau de Parfum. I work one-to-one, I run training courses and e-learning courses and I really love hearing what makes people do stuff, what spurs them forward as well as how they get over whatever gets in the way and the obstacles and how they overcome their fears. So what's this podcast about? Well, I noticed that people's stories are fascinating and the what makes us do stuff is even more fascinating. It's so different for everybody and we can all learn from each other, can't we? Especially when we're looking for a bit of inspiration. So today I'm going to be looking at people becoming self-employed, actually taking the plunge from employment to self-employment, setting up your own freelance business. I mean, after the year we've had where people have seen their jobs change, redundancies, the realisation that maybe their job isn't for them, I've really noticed a lot more people finding the courage to jump and set up on their own. So what makes them do it? So very conveniently, I've got someone called Lorraine Kearney here with me today. And she did exactly that. She went from full-time, very successful employment of over 25 years to setting up on her own. Hello, Lorraine. Hi, Katrin. How are you? Lovely to see you. And you. So tell me, what were you doing before you took the plunge? So basically, for the last 25 years or perhaps slightly more, I've worked for large corporates in a business development role, which involves marketing and sales, mostly looking at the banking insurance sectors. So very much a complex sale, working with many stakeholders across the diverse businesses within those large organisations. And where did the idea for, you know, making the big change, taking the plunge come from? Well, funnily enough, it started out really more as uh, an interest and something that I thought would be an interesting hobby. And maybe over time, eventually I could do either part time or to supplement retirement type income. And how it came about was through one of my previous jobs, I had been asked to uh, record a webinar for clients And at the end of that, my then boss had said, oh, actually, have you ever considered doing that as an occupation? Uh, And I was a bit taken aback. So I thought, well, you're trying to tell me something because actually I'm working for you and you're paying for me. But he was very genuine. And so I didn't really think much more of it at that time, but obviously planted a little seed at the back of my head. Mm, So he basically was saying you had a lovely voice and you were very professional in your delivery. And there was something there that could be developed yeah he seemed to think that it was something that yes you know that people would potentially pay you to do Mm. (laughs) Mm. and so the seed was sown yes yes it was but I forgot about it for about a year or so and then suddenly I remembered it again and before lockdown probably around about November thought oh and you know did a bit of googling did a bit of research to find out if there was any short courses where I could get a taster get an idea of what would be involved in that as a job, what skills you need to have, uh, what investment you need to make, that kind of thing. So I went on a one day course, which was very much high level introduction. 
and just really enjoyed it. Mm. And so the thought then was... The thought then was, I really like this and it's something different and it means that I could be learning something new that I want to actually learn, you know, after having years of sitting through e-learning and being trained on things which were essential for a job, but not necessarily what I would choose to learn. Yeah, so it was a sort of finding your passion moment and thinking I want to know more. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Really enjoyed it and uh, just took it from there. Mm. And then what made you, you know put it more in a sort of professional stance than thinking, okay, I could really maybe leave my job and, you know, make the jump. I think what happened then, so I thought that I would like to, when I retire in a few years' time, but always that was further off. As I mentioned already, it'd be something that I could do to supplement my income and something that, you know, you enjoy at the same time. So I'd set the plans in motion in terms of, if you're going to be doing that type of work, you need to have a calling card. So I need to have a product. Uh, so I arranged to have some voice reels made. So that's the thing. People, you know, don't want to have a look at your picture. They want to hear what you sound like. So I had those organised. I did have some photographs taken thinking ultimately probably need to have a website. So let's get that in motion as well. And also arranged to have some voice coaching all things that would ultimately help towards that and also very importantly as it turned out was to get hold of the equipment that I needed because historically over the years voiceovers have gone into studios and they've had professional sound engineers record all the work on their behalf however even before Covid hit and lockdown people were starting to change uh, they were being asked to do their own recording at home to have their own equipment and that means having to master the software having the correct equipment and meet all of the sound tests necessary to get really good quality audio mm. and so I had bought that as well in preparation okay so there was some investment up front then mm. I mean what if there's other people who are thinking you know they've got a similar passion project and they're thinking oh, but I'm going to have to invest some money what's your advice on that what's the sort of level of risk that you were prepared to take I think that's something that's very personal and because for this the level of investment is not massive for me you know in relation to what I was earning whatever it wasn't massive it's not like I was going out and opening a shop where you would have to buy stock in advance which is a massive massive commitment mm. with this you're looking no more than about 500 pounds maximum and actually if it was a hobby people pay a lot more and spend a lot more on their hobbies don't they mm. so yeah. And what comes through really clearly is that it was something that you were really enjoying, you really liked, you know, it yes. was something that you'd do in your own time, even if it wasn't a job. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it sort of harks back to when I was a child and used to have to go along to speech and drama lessons. And it reminded me of that. So actually, a lot of what I had learned there, I did a lot of, a bit like when you do piano grading, I had gone through all of the speech and drama training. And it just reminded me of that. And mm. so that's why it was a lot easier than perhaps someone that was coming to it completely fresh. Yeah, absolutely. And so when did you actually take the plunge? So I was doing this in tandem with my day job, if you like, because actually to, to do the jobs, you get booked maybe for an hour or two hours maximum. And what I'd done was approached the company that, funnily enough, I went along for the day's training with, I also then used them for my voice reel. And after they had produced the voice reel, 
I sort of said to them, uh, would you have me on your books? You know, can I be on your roster? I think maybe I was on the lower shelf, but certainly <laughs> she agreed to that, uh, which was lovely. Um, and I actually did get booked for jobs. And that was the big thing, because without getting booked for jobs, then there is no point. But that reaffirmed the fact that, well, maybe this is something that you can actually do because people are willing to hire you. Absolutely. And what's really impressive with you, and it might be because of your sales background, that you weren't afraid, you know, you identified what you needed to do and you weren't afraid to sort of step up and ask people, how about it? Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think maybe people that haven't had a business development type background, I think that's maybe where they may struggle or they may find it a bit more difficult. Whereas I could use those skill sets that I've been learning over years and years and years. And then I obviously have to work on the voice piece, you know, so... But I think I would say to anyone, look at your existing network, look at the people that you know um, and just see where they can help you, either they directly or through a friend of a friend. And absolutely, you know, that's that's great. If you're not so confident with that, you're slightly shyer. Uh, one of the other things I did was look on all of the forums online. So type in voice work, um, sorry, voiceover. Within Facebook, there's lots of different, there's even a, you know, Wales and West forum. And it's just interesting to see the topics that people are discussing. Mm. It gives you an idea of what the industry's like, what the competition's like, what they're being paid, what are the current things that are affecting the industry at the moment. All of that good stuff is really useful to know. Mm. And what I'm really hearing is that you treated it um, like setting up your own business, you know, the marketing, the market research, making sure there was, you know, the possibilities, the potential, what you needed to do to go to go out there into market. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, harking right back to the very beginning, am I good enough to actually do this or is it just a pipe dream? <laughs> but even if it had been, it's still good fun, you know. So, uh, but if you are going to think, oh, maybe I need to think about this as a main career, then absolutely you need to have all of those ducks in a row. Mm. And did you have any, you know, fears or worries before you did it? Because it's a big thing, isn't it, to go from, you know, a long, successful career where you get your monthly paycheck, you get your holidays paid, all that sort of stuff, to then, you know, dive in and be on your own and have to make the money yourself. And I think, Catherine, that is the main thing. You know, um, having been employed and salaried all my working life, well, the majority of my working life, that is the big thing that I wrestled with. And I think, you know, we all need to pay the bills. We've all got dependents as well. Um, but I think luckily being slightly older and have not being necessarily at the stage where I'm just building my career. So I have got a little bit of cushion, not a lot, but I have got some cushion there. Um, but I would say absolutely you need to just make sure that, you know, what are your outgoings? Can you cover those for a certain period of time? whilst you are building up the business. Mm -hmm. And if you were going to give somebody, you know, uh, some useful tips if they're thinking of doing a similar thing? Mm -hmm. I think research and, you know, information is so easy to come come by and and also networking is so, so important. You know, as I mentioned before, think about the people that you know, do any of them have any connection? I mean, for example, um, a, an old friend of mine that I go to yoga with, he actually works training students at UE and camera work oh that's handy yeah and um, one of the things that he suggested was where he had students that were doing their final end of year or their graduation they had to do a film 
um, and you know suggested to any of them if they needed any voiceover work done then I would do it and gladly do it for free because it's a win-win situation so it's helping them but also it's helping me to build up my CV and to actually have real live work that I can share with prospective clients. Mm, so that that networking piece telling everybody asking for help because people are really helpful oh, they incredibly you helpful uh, that's really been heartening actually how how lovely people have been mm, and if there's somebody who might be listening who's you know who's just got that fear who doesn't you know hasn't quite got the guts to to jump off the cliff as mm. a, you know in mm. a good way what would you say to them I think you've got to think about what it is that's holding you back and I think definitely for me it was very much that giving up the the weekly not weekly monthly paycheck you know, that, uh, that is a massive step to take. So I think this sounds really cheesy, but I was, I was reading something and I came across a phrase and it was, if you want to be free, just let go. And actually, I'm usually quite a cynical person, <laughs> but it just really resonated with me at that particular point in time. And it made me think, absolutely, you know, what are you waiting for? Mm, you made me feel quite liberated there just saying it did I yeah. <laughs> just let go anytime Catherine <laughs> thank you so much I mean it is true isn't it if you're holding on too tightly to something because of fear of letting go nothing ever changes does it so no, it's nothing's going to happen nothing's going to be different you mm. know and so tell me what was the reaction of your employer when you told them <laughs> yes um they were really good about it, actually, and they appreciated where I was coming from. And, you know, I got to the stage of my career where actually it was time to do something different. So they were brilliant, really supportive, really helpful, very intrigued by the choice of new career, I must say. Uh, but no, on the whole, very, very good. Very so that's positive. great. And then what about other people? Because sometimes what holds people back is, you know, judgment of others or what other people think. Yeah. And again, on the whole, certainly to my face, <laughs> people have been brilliant. And I think it's uh, a lot of what we've all gone through has made people reassess. You know, people have lost people um, close to them or, again, having at the time, people have reassessed what's important to them. And so actually the feedback from everyone has been brilliant and really positive, really supportive and doing their best to help where they can. Mm. So, uh, And that's the great thing, isn't it? Sometimes we have this na narrative in our minds that people are going to be judgmental, but actually most people are just helpful and supportive, aren't they? Yeah, and pleased for you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so yeah. tell me now that you've done it, you've taken the plunge, how does it feel? Yeah, a bit bizarre. <laughs> no, it feels great, actually. Um, you know, getting up in the morning and thinking about things I actually want to be doing um, and I'm the master of my own time so if I want to jump out on my bike and go for a quick bike ride you know blow away the cobwebs I can do that without thinking oh god I've got a team's call at 10 o'clock so so far very positive Catherine that's fantastic and you know congratulations on on being brave because it does take some courage doesn't it to make those changes I think it does and I think circumstances all coinciding meant that that's brought forward that decision for me as well you know it's something that I've dithered about over the years but now felt like the right time mm. and so plans for the next few months very much marketing very much uh, I need to buckle down <laughs> and um, really grow the business um, over time I've been you know creating spreadsheets about people I need to contact I'm working on my website and also drawing up my marketing plan. Mm. So. so what's the website? Can you share that with us? Uh, so that's LorraineKearney.com. Very Excellent. simple. We'll all have yes. a look at that. And are there um, examples of your work? And 
that sort of thing on it. Yes, there is. So there's voice reels from different genres. So very much the areas I'm focusing on are corporate because of my background. So corporate explainers, animations, videos and e-learning because, again, one of the uh, upsides or downsides, however you want to look at it, of lockdown has been that people are now doing a lot of learning online. Mm. And just tell me, how did it feel when you got your first bit of paid work doing voiceovers? Did you know, it was amazing. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. I can't remember being so excited <laughs> for a long, long time. Yeah, no, it was. It was great. I bet. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Lorraine. Brilliant story. Love hearing all about the challenges faced and the things that you've overcome. And boy, have you overcome. You know, you've set yourself up successfully. You've done it. Here you are. Can we check in in a couple of months and see how it's going? Absolutely. Be great. Yeah, it'd be good. Have a cup of tea next time. Yes. (laughs) Lovely. Thank you, Lorraine. You're very welcome. Take care. Bye.